Alright, welcome to Got Debates. I'm Dan, this is Brendan. Hello! We're two big Game of Thrones fans, Very and big. we just watched High Sparrow Season 5, Episode 3. And we don't want to give you that normal podcast breakdown review show. No. Everyone we don't want to do that. So, Dan and Brendan are actually going to take a back seat here. And we're going to transport you, the listener, into the realm of Westeros... And sit tableside with Lord Dan and Lord Brendan. Coincidentally. Coincidentally, similar, similar names name. to your co-hosts of this podcast. But they don't know what podcast is. They just have really good Raven Wi-Fi down Something there. Something like that. Something yeah. like that. They get they got high-speed Ravens. They got giving them news, that Raven coverage. News from all around Westeros because these two guys are very politically informed. Although they... Got a lot of different opinions. Tons of different opinions. Lord Dan and Lord Brendan are going to discuss the uh, issues in each uh, Game of Thrones episode each week. So, you guys ready? You guys got debates? You got debates? I got debates. Are you tired? Do you feel like you're at the end of your rope? Have the gods, old and new, forsaken thee? Come to the House of Black and White and embrace the gift of the many-faced god. And escape your worldly troubles. Falamagulis. In the Game of Thrones, you either win or you die. Lord Brendan and myself, Lord Dan, will discuss this Fortnite's hot button issues, which are Jon Snow, new leadership position, well deserved or too young? Sparrows, a positive change for worship of the seven, or a cult and a plague on traditional religious values. But first, King Zaman, merciful King Westeros needs, or a soft boy, not a king to fear, Lord Brendan. Well, I think uh, King Tommen is definitely somebody different than Joffrey. Agreed. And he is just the king that we need. Why would you think something so absurd as Tommen, a soft boy, not a king to be feared, just suckling boy from his mother's teat. Well, as we saw, he married Marjorie. He married Marjorie, a thrice-married woman now. True, but... much, much older than Tommen. It's true. That is not sightly. But was that not approved by his mother? Not approved by Cersei. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. Probably for you Tyrell lovers down in the southern kingdoms of Westeros, you love... The Olena Tyrell, the Madame Thorns. But, you see, Marjorie is not the queen Westeros needs right now. Tommen is not the king Westeros needs right now. Don't you think that a king needs to have a queen that serves him? A queen that serves him. I do agree with that. But I do not think Marjorie is the queen that will serve him. I believe that she is a queen that will serve herself. You think she has an agenda? I believe that Marjorie is only there to advance her agenda as a Tyrell so that the Tyrells can usurp the power of the Iron Throne. I think that what needs to happen, I think that the person with the best resume for this job is not King Tommen, is not Queen Marjorie, it is Queen Cersei. Seven hells no, damn. Seven hells yes, Lord Brendan. No way. Why way? Because we've already seen 
Cersei's resume. Through Joffrey. Yet, Joffrey had some issues. (laughs) She had no ability to rein in Joffrey when she needed to. She had no ability to work through him to make any decisions. Mm -hmm. She, bottom line, ended up getting him killed. And the thing is, we're not talking about Joffrey here, okay? We're talking about Queen Cersei, who is able to stop the invasion. Queen Mother. Queen Mother may be, but she is still the best person for the job in King's Landing. She was the one who stopped King, the King of Stannis, false king in my opinion. Stannis is invasion of King's Landing. You remember everything burning in your district in King's Landing? I do, but I also remember Tyrion Lannister coming to that is everyone's no aid. There is no possible way that the imp was behind that heroic defense of King's Landing that was definitely Cersei's hand. I think that uh, Cersei has nothing but really evil and destruction in mind, as we saw... Well, I'm going to cut you off there, because, as you can see, we're out of time for our first thing, so we're moving on to the Sparrows. Are they a cult, or are they the change that Worship of the Seven needs? Lord Brennan. Uh, well, yeah, I definitely think uh, the sparrows are exactly what we need. They're the summer sun after a winter of worship that has just gotten out of hand. A false summer, and I will tell you why they are a false summer. Let's hear it. They are too extreme. They're a cult full of these violent, robe-wearing, dirty... Violent? Violent. They took the holy high septum... And beat him naked in the street. That Do wasn't you really a not beating. call that violent? They left him that naked in the street. That was horrible, and that should be punished. The, he needed to be let. Na- be he, le- he needed to be marched down the streets naked to raise some awareness about what he's doing in his free time. What kind of an example does the- it set when your high septon is in a brothel, basically choosing which, which. Uh, the thing is... God that he's going to find comfort in, Dan. Find comfort in, in your own time, does not matter what your occupation is. The High Septon wants to do something in his free time, when he's not leading us all in worship. That's his business. I would much rather have the sparrows who lead a life of poverty, and they share everything they have with everybody else. I would much rather have them leading our worship... Because they lead by example, rather than having a man who spends his off time in the brothels and then tries to stand up on some You're bringing soapbox up the same preach. point that I am going to keep arguing back at you, that what the High Septon does in his free time shouldn't be public matter. What should matter to the public of Westeros is that he is our religious guide in worship of the Seven. Now... Do we need to know every little detail about our authority figures? No. That's too much accountability that shouldn't be done. Because they can't do their job if they have to fill out every little piece of paperwork to be accountable to every citizen of Westeros. Well, I think especially in a religious sense, you need a leader that can be credible. And if this guy, the High Septon is just 
running around doing immoral things in his free time, what credibility does he have? Well, we're going to talk more about the sparrows now. That's enough about the High Septon, although I do not like the fact that you are attacking him personally. We're going to discuss the High Sparrow. If you're so intent on attacking the High Septon, why don't I attack the High Sparrow? Let's hear it. Bringing in a giant, I mean a giant group of crazy, insane followers who are what? They're barefoot, they're poor, and they're shelterless. Who's going to give them shelter? The economy in King's Landing has taken a beating with the War of Five Kings. We can't find shelter for all these poor. And who's doing this to King's Landing? It's the High Sparrow by bringing in his cultish followers. And now what are we supposed to do? Just give them places to stay? Just give them food? Who's going to pay for that? Are you going to pay for that, Lord Brendan? Well, Lord Dan, do you think that's really what the Seven Gods would want? Would they really want? A high septon in power, living above everybody else? Or would they want all of that wealth to be shared, to clothe the to clothe the naked, feed the hungry, and shoe the shoeless? What I'm going to tell you is what the high septon wants. The high septon wants what the gods want. The gods want peace. The high sparrow, this man, in the front of a plague on our religion the seven gods' sacred religion, he's bringing in violence. He is not bringing peace. There is looting in the streets of King's Landing. There is murder. There is stealing. What does that have to All do with the All because of this overpopulation that the High Sparrow has brought all of his followers, thousands of followers, into King's Landing. They were already in King's Landing. We don't have any elbow room. Do you have any elbow room walking down the streets? No. Why? There's too many people living on the streets. All right, Dan. Well, it doesn't sound like we're getting anywhere. It looks like you've been hitting that Dornish wine again. Well, someone's got to do it. It's delicious. All right. You've been imbibing far too much. If you want to keep making a mummer's farce of this debate, go ahead. I will not let you take this off of the cart Wheels, I was going to use a reference to technology that is not here in Westeros. What is a wheel? (laughs) There are (laughs) wheels on carts in Westeros. You're right. I was going to say off the rails, (laughs) but I don't know what rails are. I have no idea what you're talking about, rails. Exactly. Sorcery. That That is is something we can agree on. That is. Finally, some agreement. All right. Well, I guess we're going to have to... Agree to disagree disagree on that one. High sparrows are bad. All sparrows are bad. Except for the little birds. No. The little birds are what's annoying. These sparrows. Now we're getting way off track, and it's time to move on to our third and final topic of this segment. Jon Snow. Is he the Lord Commander that the Wall needs? Lord Brendan. I think Jon Snow is definitely the Lord Commander that the Wall needs. And how could you ever possibly think that? I wonder. Well, first of all, Ned Stark, honorable man. Dishonorable man. A uh, traitor to the king. We all know that to the realm. Joffrey, that crazy boy king, chopped his head off for no reason. Did but not chop it off this for This is getting no off topic. Because traitors. Dan. Lord Brendan. Um, <laughs> Jon Snow. Definitely a credible, honorable 
Lord Commander for the Wall. I you mean, think a bastard has honor? Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, definitely. Because you think a bastard who sleeps with wildlings has honor? Stannis even offered him a Stark name. So you think it's honorable for a bastard son of a traitor to sleep with wildling women to suddenly accept a false king's appointment to be a traitorous name. He did not accept it, but it was on the table. And I believe that is the one mistake that Jon Snow should not have made, because if Jon Snow became Jon Stark, at least he would have some sort of dignity in the world of Westeros. But the Wall is a place for misfits to go. The wall is full of misfits, and that's right. why Jon Snow is there. So don't you think, what a better leader than Jon Snow, an outcast from regular society, so you're saying to lead these individuals? So you want the misfits to lead the misfits. That's like saying it's best for the blind to lead the blind. He is too young to lead these men. We need a strong, firm hand who's been there before, who's fought the wildlings, who is old enough didn't know what he's dealing with. You want Alistair to talk about Thorne. a firm hand? Alistair Thorne has a firm hand that should be Lord Commander. When Jon Snow heard that that... Are you discussing the... The Slint Man. Janos Slint? Yes, when Janos decided not to go along with his appointment that Jon had instructed him to. Jon Snow... Bastard Lord Commander wanted Jano Slint to go repair Greyguard. Greyguard is an old, dilapidated castle along the wall. The fortress can't even be rebuilt. What is Janos going to do with ten builders? He Nothing. Needs to, he needs to go make it work. I mean, this is what happens. Like, you get appointed a job by the Lord Commander, that's what you do. And he did not. And John went out. And he cut his head off. He beheaded him. Was that a good thing to do? Definitely. It sets a, it sets a precedent. You were talking about having a strong hand in the beginning of this a argument. A strong hand like Alistair And this Thor. is a strong hand. Even after a beg and a plea for mercy, he carried out the discipline. But is it a strong hand when he has so much derision already there? There are so many people in Castle Black, along the wall, who do not want Jon Snow to be Lord Commander. Well, that comes down to just semantics and numbers, really. I mean, Jon won it fair and square with the votes, so, I he mean, may it's have, bound to be split. He but may this have is won it with the votes of misfits, traitors, and thieves, and murderers, and rapists. And crazy people. If all of those are rapists and crazy people, that means that just about as many of those people voted for Alistair Thorne. Alistair Thorne doesn't apply. That's not an argument you can use because Alistair Thorne is the leader who actually has the resume. As we discussed earlier, you need the proper resume to be a leader. What does Jon Snow have on his resume? He's too young, slept with wildlings, and he's a bastard son. With a firm hand. But that's all the time we have for right now. <laughs> Tune in for our next segment after this. Are you thirsty from a long day of work, working for some bozo of a lord? Well, we all know how that feels. Why don't you come on down to the King's Chalice? 
where we got a special on Dornish wine this week. The King's Chalice, where Jolly Hour is from this day until your last. Oh, those are fun little fake commercials. Well, I hope you guys had fun, because I did. Be sure to tune in next week for some more God Debates. Bye-bye now.